the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. As always, here on the Max Out Savings Show, our show is all about uh, building up wealth, understanding the world today, dealing with retirement, and, and, and how to navigate through retirement in, in, in these tough times. And, and so it gets more challenging every day. Uh, but, but we're here to help you out. And uh, we, we've got a lot of ways to do it. You can listen to the radio show. You can catch us on uh, on AM 1070, The Answer, the, the website. You can uh, go there. You, uh, you can listen live anywhere in the world. You can also catch our podcast as well. Uh, plus, we have a free uh, Maxed Out Savings report that comes out once a month. Uh, we, we send out. Uh, just go to our website, maxedoutsavings.com. We'll get you set up. Uh, the, the other thing is, uh, you know, so, so there's a lot of ways to participate. And we always start our show talking about the importance of saving money and building up wealth. Our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. Uh, now more than ever, I think that's important. We have eight and a half percent inflation. We have uh, a, a, uh, a we, you know we have a, a war with Russia uh, going on. We 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 have uh, rising interest rates. I'm going to be discussing all that in the show. But if you keep you know putting away the money and over the long term, keep putting away money in your plan, keep saving that money. You, you, you'll, you'll be there, and the 401k plan is the biggest way to build up wealth using that plan. It, 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 it's, it's a pretty simple process. It's save aggressively, invest conservatively. Uh, now, the this week, uh, you know, we, we sent out our, our, our max out savings report, and we, and we really talk about uh, about uh, the changed world, and and and, and I think. I, I think that's really, you know, I, that that's really what we're looking at. I mean, that's really the topic of the show today is the changed world. It, it's the world has changed, and, and just I don't think a lot of people understand that. I think it's changed. It's changed in, in so many ways. It's changed in lifestyle. It's changed in, in uh, if you look at it, uh, people. We, we've had the coronavirus. People are like, look, I'm tired of this. They're they're, they're uh, we, we we've had people recruit cooped up during some of the lockdowns. The cities are like they realize it's a miserable place. Crime has spiraled out of control. 
Uh, deliberately, by the way, that's part of the part. Uh, that's clearly a plan. I mean, they're doing nothing to stop the, the, the spiraling of crime out of control in cities. I mean, people. New York is is you know the closest. Thing I've ever seen to New York was basically on Ghostbusters when the demons escaped from their, you know, tower or whatever it was on the Ghostbusters and, and you know, wreaking havoc in the city. And, and people are like, look, we, I don't need this. I want to get away from this. I want to get away from this craziness. Uh, you know, they, they, they prefer to work from home. That's changed. Uh, the price of uh, inflation. We, we had a Federal Reserve for the last 20 uh yeah, it's about 20, 20, uh, 22 years has been flooding the system with money every single time there's a crisis, convinced they were in front of the next recession, and, and, and it's been building up and building up, and, and, and uh, we, we had the COVID, they flooded the system with money again, uh, as we've documented numerous times on, on the Max Off Savings Show, is the, the, the amount of, of money spent uh, in, uh, in 2020 rivals some, some of the years during the spending during World War II levels. I mean, extraordinary. Our, our debt skyrocketed uh, up to $30 billion worth of debt. Uh, the Fed's balance sheet went from about four, uh, three or four up to $9 billion. Money was just raining from the sky. It worked out to be about 23% of GDP. Uh, we, we spent uh, yeah, somewhere about five, six trillion dollars in, in, in about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. And so this money is coming to the economy. Now we have inflation. We've had, people haven't had to deal with it in an inflationary world. Although if you've been listening to this show for a long time, we, we warned you in 19 this was coming, and there was a little hiccup in 20. But that inflation was going up either way with, with, with the Federal Reserve. I mean, the only thing they know how to do is print money. Uh, they, they don't understand the world. They, 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 they were talking about this inflation was transitory. Well, on the Max Out Savings Show, we said, no, it's not. What we actually did, we said, yes, it's transitory. We can guarantee you that, that, uh, tra- that inflation is transitory. The question is, at what point? The inflation in, in, Ger- in hyperinflation in Germany uh, which wiped out the was the Reichsmark. That was transitory. It ended, but it, it destroyed the currency. Uh, you know, many we, we we said we said, look, we've looked at the the two most likely uh, scenarios are are right after World War II in in 1973 with the oil shock. There was a two. We said, look, it's about a two and a half year inflation run. It, it, and, and 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 you know, the Fed was saying it was it was it was six months. Well, I mean, what were they looking at? I was looking. I mean. You know, we're not an economist there. They they actually, interesting at the Federal Reserve, they have most big-time economists on their payroll. So no one ever disagrees with them. But there it was. Any economics 101 student could look at, the, look at the data and see, well, you're probably looking at two and a half years based on the price shocks of, of after World War II and the price shock of, of, of 1973. I mean, it didn't take a rocket science to do it. But, but, but they were wrong. And so here we are. They waited too long. We have eight and a half percent inflation. People, we, they've never had to deal with that. They've never had to be managing money and inflation. Most people weren't around in the seventies that they're managing. They weren't around in the eighties when they were managing money. In many cases, the nineties. And uh, actually, I wasn't exactly managing money in the seventies, to be fair. But uh, uh, I was still in high, high school at the time. But uh, it, 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 it is. Uh, you know, but but I did study things back then. I, I you know I studied investments from a very young age, and I, and so I really understood it. My, my mentors, they basically they, they they made a fortune in the '70s. They were one of the most successful groups on Wall Street, if not the most successful group in the '70s. 
with some of these guys that we worked with. They, they were my mentors, and and so I know I I, I can see what was happening here. Uh, but 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 we have people today that that they don't understand this. They're used to to low interest rates. You know, at zero interest rates, they're used to rising markets every year. They're used to the Fed flooding the system with money every year. Uh, they're used to drop, falling inflation every year. They're used to dropping interest rates every year. And that's not the world way the world works over time. And we've had a, the main way money is managed in the United States today is indexing, passive indexing. You know, so so they they buy these indexes in the S and P 500, and then they diversify. So they buy the the the, the you know the the uh, the, the, the Russell 2000 or the Russell 1000 index, or or the small cap or the or the mid cap index, and it, 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 you know for their stock portfolio, and then they buy a long term bond portfolio or government bond portfolio in their index, well, and, they're, and they're and they're they're diversified. Well, you're not diversified if you're in small cap, large cap, and mid cap because they're all going down at the same time. It, that that was not. Indexing. If you look at diversification, diversification is owning stocks, bonds, commodities, real estate. It's a broad package of of different asset classes. Uh, Small cap, mid cap, and large cap in overseas are not asset. uh, Overseas is a little different asset class, but these are not separate asset classes. They're all going down at the same time. And so people are realizing that they're they're not diversified. And the other thing that, 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 that has been proving, you know, really was the Achilles heel, which is something we've talked about for several years now on the S&P 500. These are market cap weighted, which means the more money that came in, it went into the biggest stocks. And so the technology stocks, they were about 28% of the S&P 500. The, the, the market caps, the PE ratios were very high. Price to sales were extraordinarily high. But the most remarkable thing, and we talked about it and said this was what the Achilles heel was, was going to bring these companies down, was, was the market caps. Which I, I want to say it was, it was five stocks. It was Apple, uh, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, uh, Facebook, maybe Netflix. There were a $9 trillion market capitalization on those. And I said, look, understand we have a $20, $21 trillion economy. So we had five or six stocks that were equal to half of the U.S. economy and market cap weighting. And what we said specifically was, look, when these things start coming down, there's not enough money in the world to keep them up. I mean, you know, Apple and Google and Microsoft are going to do their stock buyback programs to hold them up, but they're not going to. There's not enough money in the world, and that's what we're seeing happen. This is why right now, 49% of the stocks are down over 50%. Uh, looking at the NASDAQ here, uh, the NASDAQ is down, let me see, I'm going to my number that was, uh, uh, the NASDAQ is about 17 or 18% year to date. And so, it, it, which has just been disastrous, uh, and that really doesn't really show the carnage that, as we said, 40, 49% of the stocks are down 50%. So, understand that, that the, uh, that what we're looking at here is a situation that that, that couldn't go on, and, and, and so the indexing fad is, is, is so. Right now, we're looking at the the S and P 500 is down about 14 percent year to date. This is the worst start since the third worst start in the last hundred years. 
Uh, uh, One of them was 30 uh, in the 19, there was two of them in the 1930s during the depression that had worse starts to the market. Uh, Bond prices are down. Most most accounts are 60-40 split. 60% stocks and indexes, 40% bonds. Look, our our clients are 60-40, but but, you know, we we moved our, our bonds shorter term because we recognized inflation was coming up. So for the first time in a long time, stocks and bonds are down. And, 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 and it's, what we're seeing is we're in a bear market in the tech stock, right? Tech stocks right now. I mean, the, the, the last time we saw this type of carnage in technology was, was, 19, was 2000, 1999 stock bubble. So, but having said that, there's a lot of stocks up year to date. If, if you manage if your retirement correctly, you could actually be even or up year to date. But, but, but you had to be in the right thing. I mean, as we talked about, I mean, this, this is just horrific numbers. Uh, coming. The, the U.S. government bond index is down 9, 9.9%, the worst start in 40 years since 1980. Uh, it, it, it's pretty much a disaster the last, you know, this year so far. But let's take a look at something. Natural gas is up 100%, over 100%. Uh, oil is up. Oil is up. 42%. Wheat is up 36%. Corn is up 37%. Soybeans 24%. Gold's up 3.5%. So if you're in some of these things, you're making money. If you're in the right things, this is this is much closer to the 1970s. And if you look at the 1970s, it, it was a it was really a different world in many respects because in, in that environment, commodities did well. Special situations did well. Uh, those type of things, you had to be in, in, the, in the right things. Natural gas stocks, oil stocks, mining stocks, uh, agricultural stocks. Uh, th- th- there was opportunities. And so there's always opportunities in the market. But what, what, what I want you to understand is the world has changed. This war with Russia, we're at, we're at economic warfare with Russia. The goal of the Biden administration is the destruction of the Russian economy. The goal of the Biden administration is regime change. They pretty much said so. It, you know, I'm not even, you don't have to read between the lines very, very closely. Uh, you know, that's a, danger, that's a very dangerous place to be. Okay, Russia, as we've talked about, has 6,000 nuclear weapons. Fortunately, they're not going to use them because it's mutual assured destruction. And and so, uh, well, wait a minute. We are going to try to destroy Russia. So, anyway, uh, but and as we said on recent shows, is we don't believe there's enough concern about a nuclear war out there. I uh, grew up at a time where people were terrified of nuclear weapons. Now it's like "Mm, nuclear weapon. We can take it. It, No, it it it, 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 is. I think, as we said, people need to be a little more prudent in what they're saying and a little more cautious in this world. But tell you what, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back at this quick break in the Max Update show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, We're talking about, it's a different world out there right now. Uh, And we we looked at it. Uh, we actually wrote about this some in our in our max out savings report, uh, which we just sent out. And I'm just going to run through the numbers again. And what I want you to understand is, it's, we, you need to approach investing a little differently. It, it's it, it, inflation has surged over eight and a half percent in the last 12 months. Russia invaded the Ukraine. The U.S. effectively declared economic war on Russia. Central banks have seized hundreds of billions of dollars worth of foreign exchange reserves. Commodities experienced the biggest shock since Pearl Harbor. Uh, China, China uh, locked down several major cities, limiting exports. Global supply chains issues got worse. Worse oil shortage since the 73 embargo. The Fed raised rates from zero to 75 basis points, going to 3%. The Fed moved from quantitative easing to tightening. The 10-year note went from uh, up 100. 15% to 3.1. Uh, 30-year mortgage bonds went from three and a quarter to six percent, and tech stocks began to melt down. And, and so it's it's a completely different world. And as we said, uh, the we have a shortage because the, 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 we've had a, a shortage of of a supply chain shortages and commodity shortages because of the pandemic, but. But the war with Russia has turbocharged that. As we, as we write about in our report, some interesting things. The, the fertilizer, uh, Russia is one of the biggest producers in, in Ukraine of grains and fertilizer. So the problem is, is 
A couple things. They can't even get the, the, the diesel fuel in the Ukraine to plant the field. They're trying to get it. They're trying to get it in. Uh, that's why we're paying so much on diesel prices here uh, to plant the field. Uh, the Russians are having trouble selling theirs because they're try- the U.S. is trying to force everyone to quit doing business with them. It's about 13% of the world's protein in those two countries are produced. In addition, the fertilizer prices have tripled because Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus are big producers of fertilizer. So what normally would happen in a normal economy is, well, there's failures in Russia, crop failures in Russia and Ukraine. The rest of the world would see this and they'd go, we're going to increase fertilizer, so we're going to get more from our field, so we'll produce more. Well, now that the fertilizer okay, has, has tripled, they can't do that. And so this is, this is causing a global food shortage. So all of these things are adding up tremendous amounts of uncertainty. But if you end... In companies that produce oil and gas, if they mine for you know precious metals, if they make copper, if they if they they produce fertilizer, they produce pesticides, if they produce seeds, if they produce farm tractors, those people, everybody needs those people, and their their earnings are going up where other companies' earnings are going up. So it's going to be much more sector targeted than it has been in the past, like the 70s. So let's take a quick call from someone here right on the Max Out Savings Show. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, hi, uh, Ted. Yes. Yeah, Ted. Um, I was. Uh, I, I know your sentiments on, on the energy sector, but I was curious what you thought about the royalty trust, in particular, uh, the San Juan Basin Trust and the British Petroleum Prudhoe Bay Trust. You know, th- those those are pretty good ones. Uh, the San Juan. Uh, uh, I, it's mostly gas, if I remember right, which is, look, gas prices are up to up to 8% right now. So I, I like the sector. I, I think they're going to stay reasonably high in here. We're still not seeing much production coming out. Uh, Prudhoe Bay, I'm not as familiar with. I, I, I'd like to know, look, they have a, a lot of oil and gas in, in that area. The question is how much reserves are left to be undiscovered, and I'm not as sure of that. So I, 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 you know, I'd almost lean more toward the San Juan, but... But that that would be just sort of a thing. I, where I really like right now are some of the big oil, the, the big and mid-sized uh, oil companies. Uh, the mid-sized, some of these guys are are going are just going to be trading at at, at six, five, seven times earnings, which is pretty good. And we don't really see oil falling much further down from here. It, it might go down to eighty, but these guys all still make a lot of money. So yes, yeah, probably not a bad idea. Okay, thank you so much. Mm. Okay, thank you. Yes. That's a question on the royalty trust. It's a little tough. Uh, uh, you know, the, the final thing I will say on that is, you know, let me pull that up. Bear with me just a second. And... Okay. So the, the one thing I will say on on, on the the royalty, look, I, I I go way back to you know some of our clients were some of the largest holders of, of Mesa uh, years ago, and it, it, those things went down when oil went down. I almost like the, the oil companies better because I think they recover better. But okay, we have another call. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hello, Ted. Yes, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. That's it, Marini. Uh, I got a question. It might not be in your bailiwick. Uh, it's an issue. Uh, I've got I got stage four. I got about three or four months left, and my house I've got a reverse mortgage Sorry. on it, but I haven't maxed I haven't maxed out my 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 loan. Should I go ahead and max out the reverse mortgage and try to stay here as long as I can, or you think I ought to go ahead and 
and and pay off the loan and sell the house. Well, what do most people do in, in retirement situations like this? I tell you what. Uh, so my my advice to you would be to, to, to take a pad of paper and a pencil, and and pencil them both out. And that'll get the, the real estate market's very good right now. So you might the valuations might be better. That then there that were they were in the calculations when they did the reverse mortgage. That that would be my advice to you on that. And and, and, and you know hopefully you 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 do better and last longer than that. But but I would I would take a pencil to it because it's a good market right now, and and, and so I, I, it might be to your advantage to sell the house. But I would talk to a real estate agent, uh, explain to them what you need, get get a reasonably good price. And then compare the two. Yeah, but that means I'd have to move out. So the question is, do I want to try to stay here in hospice in the house, or or do I want to go somewhere else in nursing home or hospice? In that case, yeah, probably be better to sell the house. And I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of waffling on that. I really don't haven't made any decision on that. And uh, but that that would be what it is now. It was appraised a couple of years ago at 126, and now it's appraised at 150, 160. So I could increase my loan value, and obviously, to sell the house, you know, pay off the loan and sell the house, then that that would probably be the best way to go if I'm going to leave, you know. So what what most people would do? Well, okay, I, I give you an answer on that. Is I I think that the, what I would do is look if it's ten or twenty thousand, I would just stay in the house. It's, you know, that's just me because you you know you, you people like their houses and it's not worth if if, if it's a hundred thousand maybe you, you you go well look I'll just get go somewhere else and get a really nice place a rental place that type of thing. Well, I'd be not because no, it'd be it'd be a nursing home or a hospital something like a hospice or something like that. It wouldn't, wouldn't be another house or an apartment or anything like that. So, yeah, I kind of like I said, I'm kind of waffling on this thing, and uh, I, I know what you mean. The housing market, of course, is is red hot right now, and uh, I've also got a used car to sell, so that would be in my my favor also. And uh, well, keep keep in mind too, you're you're going to be happier in your house, so you got to factor that in. Well, yeah, I would. You have people come in as long as you can. All right, Ted. Well, like I said, I'll maybe be talking to you a few more times, but uh, how long I'm going to last, I don't know. But I've enjoyed your show over the years, and uh, I appreciate all the, all our discussions and the help you gave me. Well, I, no, I thank you. And call any time, and, you know, God bless. Thanks. Okay, thanks, Ted. That's... Bye-bye. So if you've got any questions or comments, you give us a call, 715. 715- Briefly, nine ten seventy here in the max up. So, so, so what? 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 What is? Is there's different decisions that that you have to make in life, and if you want to kind of watch and make sure you're doing the right thing, if if, if it's if you're not going to get very much ahead by doing something, then maybe you don't. If it's a big thing, you take a look at it. If, if it's a bigger amount of money, and that that's kind of the thing. And, and, as we talked about earlier in the show, people are also making decisions where they want to be, you know, where they want to be the happiest, and I and I think that that's kind of a big trend out there. But you know, so look look at these markets. The the situation is is this the question is what the biggest thing out there? A couple of things. We've got interest rates up. Keep in mind, if you look at the ten year, it's up three. It was up eight percent this week. It broke over three percent, which means interest rates are rising. And uh, it was a breakout of the 3% level. 
which was a surprise to a lot of people. And and that's what kind of what knocked the market down. Look, things are going to slow out there. But what we did is is we looked. This is going to put pressure on housing. Is the, the high prices of fuel is going to put pressure? And for, look, from what I'm hearing, we've tried to do a lot of research in this. I'm hearing oil and gas prices are going up. I'm, I'm hearing that distillates, which is your gasolines, your diesels, those type of things, they're going up because there's there's huge demand. Understand that 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 Europe. Yeah, on diesel, I want to say it's about 40% of the diesel uh, Europe gets came from Russia, and that's being cut off. And, and so, so this is why you're seeing a higher price for diesel fuel. So these prices are probably going up. The question is, the economy is going to slow some. And, and, and so now the story is, whereas before it was this inflation transitory, now the story is, are we going to have a recession? I will give you an answer which I will guarantee you is the correct answer. The answer is yes. We're going to have a recession. The question is, when is the recession going to happen? Is it going to happen two months from now, or is it going to happen in 23 or 24? That's a little tougher question. But what, what I wanted to do was to look at, you know, what is if 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 we go into recession, does does inflation go down? And here's the interesting thing: in the 70s, the the growth we had 73, we had five percent growth rate. 5.6% in 73, and we had 6% inflation. Now, we had a recession in 74. Uh, growth rate was negative half a percent, but inflation went to 11%. Uh, and then in 75, we, the economy, we had, the economy continued to drop. It was down two-tenths of a percent. You said, well, okay, well, this is good. Inflation's going down. Not necessarily. It, uh, inflation in 75 was 9.1%. So it didn't go down very much. And then the economy recovered in 71, and inflation dropped to 5.8. So, so you can still, and then if you go back, there was kind of a drop in the middle of the 70s. Inflation dropped some, went down to 3.4%. 3.2, it went from, it, it, uh, it, it, it dropped down to, it slowed some, but then inflation was only, uh, uh, the economy in 79 was growing at 3.2%, but the inflation was 11, and then, but then the economy fell off in, 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 in 80, down three-tenths of a percent, but the inflation hit 13.5. So I want you to understand is, even if we get an economic slowdown, we just got a negative GDP number due to inventory rebuild and exports not really slowing them. But the inflation still continued. Uh, I, I think it's going to be tough to get this inflation down. Is it going to moderate? Yes, probably so. Uh, we, we have to kind of watch. I mean, Europe is under huge pressure. I mean, they're paying probably five times what we are for natural gas. The prices are skyrocketing for everything they can. I mean, it's as bad as the supply chains are in the United States and worse over there. Uh, and so and we're dealing with the China lockdown which is going to slow increase the supply chains here, issues here into the summer. So, so we're still continuing going. And what we're seeing is we're seeing wage price inflation where people are going to their boss and go, look, I, we just can't do it. I mean, we're getting filled at the grocery store. Gasoline is $5 a gallon. We need, I need a raise. It, now, the problem is look, it's tough everywhere. Typically, that's what the employer says. But right now, they can't find enough workers anyway, so they're going to see the wage price inflation continue. So, so this is something we want to watch closely and, and continue to monitor, but, but, but we still think the inflation is going to be stickier 
predictive than people think. It, 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 and again, we, we, I think this is a two-and-a-half-year thing, so really you're probably looking into 23 for the inflation. So so something we want to watch. And the other thing that, that's starting to happen, and we covered this in the Max Out Savings Report, is th- there's some interesting things. Right now, China has a lockdown. They're locking down some of the biggest cities, which it, I'm, I'm kind of struggling to make sense of it. It's kind of like the United States is wide open, and people get COVID, and most people are okay. They stay home for three days, and they're back at work. They're locking things down. And there's, there, there's a picture of a riot in an Apple factory because they're not even letting the workers leave the factory, and, and, and they're, they're trapping them there to work. Uh, but it kind of doesn't make sense to me. It, and that's causing further shortages, which is a concern. And the late scene has come up is China has told that their the government entities, uh, you know, the, lo- the state, local governments, and thing, and and the, the corporations that they own, that look, we don't want you using American computers or American software. They're thinking this could they they could be replacement up to 50 million computers. It's probably less, quite a bit less than that, because I'm sure they've already been doing some of this. But it just shows you that this war with Russia appears to be spreading. The Chinese are now running uh, different scenarios, stress tests, figured, well, if, if, if the United States did, did what they did with, to Russia, to us, what, what do we have to lose? It, it, and so, again, this is causing further shortages. Uh, I'm suspecting that key components, critical materials aren't coming out of China because they're, what, they're trying to hold them back. We've got no evidence of that at all. But it's just there just seems to be some suspicious shortages out there. And China is – the narrative that Russia has been saying is, look, China, you know, when they're talking to China, it's like you're next on the list. So you've got to help us out. You know, and the U.S. is saying, oh, no, no. But the Chinese don't trust us in the fact that we froze – the, the Russian foreign exchange reserves, the Chinese are now looking like, well, what's our risk on foreign exchange reserves, which is going to be more bullish for, for the Japanese yen, the euro, the uh, other currencies outside of the, the gold, uh, those and commodities, because there's, because that's the way you can put your foreign exchange reserves in, 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 in assets that the United States can't confiscate. So it, we talked about this the day this was announced, the week it was announced, what a disastrous policy it was because it's causing a, a global shift in a bifurcation of the financial system. So, so this is the dollar right now is very strong. And looking at the dollar this week, it, it, it's up. It, it was up uh, 0.7% in one week, which is a pretty big move for, for, for the currency, and it, and it continues to go up. But the question is, what are the long-term ramifications? And, and I think it's still very bullish for the commodity sector overall. So anyway, let's come back. And we'll talk some more about this and give you some more ideas of really what happened in the markets this week. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media... We create amazing videos 
that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. So we, we, we're talking about, again, one of the things that the world has changed. I mean, that, that, that's really been our, 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 our really theme in here. That we, we, we're trying to get people to understand. The United States today is more like a wartime economy. It, it, it's, it's shortages. Uh, we're dealing with shortages of, 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 of numerous products, of components, of semiconductors. Uh, the, we're, we're scrambling to get to get critical manufacturing out of China. I, I think that's a bigger scramble, particularly in the, I mean, it's a wholesale, I, I, it is a huge push on the semiconductor alone and other things as well to get product out of China, to get production out of China. So that, that that's raising the cost of causing more inflation. The bottlenecks are, the, the supply issues are, are, are raising the price of things. The, 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 the lockdown in, in, uh, in Shanghai and in, in partial in Beijing and other places now really starting to, to crimp production coming out of China. Uh, the United States is scrambling. Look, we, we just gave up a, a third of our Javelin missiles and, and, a, and a good portion of, our, of, our, uh, of, the, of, the, of the other missiles, the, the aircraft, the, the Stinger missiles as well. Uh, to, to the Ukrainians. I mean, somehow those have got to be restockpiled in case China decides to do something. We're, we're pulling down our, all our munitions to help out the Ukraine. That's not the smartest thing, right, in, in a situation we're dealing with with China. So, so that all has to be rebuilt. So you're going to see, so we're seeing a lot of, of, of we're scrambling to get that stuff done. 
Uh, there's shortages of oil. After, in World War II, that was one of the big scrambles for oil. People forget. I mean, in the United States, we basically won the war on, on, the, on the back of the East Texas, big East Texas oil field. And we had the oil. There was a scramble for oil. The, the, uh, you know, the Romanian fields were shut down. The, the, uh, the Dutch East Indies, the Japanese, you know, got a hold of. And, and, and so there was a scramble there. Uh, you, you know, we're seeing the same thing with the scramble for oil and, and, and distillates, gasoline, diesel fuel, jet fuel right now. Uh, the, 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 the grain, I mean, the, the grain shortage is, is almost unique in the fact that, that, that we've taken about 13% of the production off the world's market, and then we've knocked out fertilizer, too. So all of it, it, it's, very, it's, it's, it's more similar to a wartime economy than people think. And so what you understand, it's a different world. So some things are going to do well in that environment. Uh, you know, if, if we talk about the the the, the 10-year bond, up, uh, it's up 116% in, in, at the 3.1 in about four months, uh, maybe five months. That's a, that's a 100% move. The, the, bond, the, bond, the government bond market is down over 9%. This is what you know, we talked on the show. We said, look, you, in an inflationary environment, you want to have shorter-term bonds because eventually interest rates are going to go up because they can't stay at, at you know, a half a percent or three-quarters of a percent of the 10-year when inflation's at three, four, and then it'll up, hit eight and a half percent. So if you were in short-term bonds, you might be down a couple percent. I, the uh, the, the two-year bond, I, I want to say, is, is, is not that. It's two or three, you know, two and a half percent or something. So you know, I mean, you can deal with small losses, but you don't want bigger losses. So uh, again, it, it's it's the type of management, and uh, and to see. So so in this type of environment, a couple of things as we talked about: short-term bond fund versus long-term. One's down maybe two, two and a half percent. One's down nine or ten percent. Uh, or uh, short money market. The, now keep in mind, the Federal Reserve just raised interest rates fifty basis points. What does that mean to have the Fed funds rate? Well, that simply means that's the shortest term money. Well, that means you're probably going to get a half a percent more over the next couple of weeks uh, uh, going forward on your bond. So maybe uh, on your money market, so maybe you get three quarters of, you know, the one percent in money market, which is better than nothing we were getting a year ago. So, so, so interest rates on the short end, so you're getting paid more on the short end right now, and you're not taking the risk. Uh, it's the same thing. With, with the technology sector, I mean, look. What, what did we just say? What, look, what happened Thursday? The, the, the tech sector fell five percent. Tech stocks were plunging. Some of them were down six, eight percent. What happened? Well, the next day, the story came out that China is limiting uh, production. That they, not limiting production, but the Chinese have stated that they don't want U.S. computers and software in, in, in government uh, facilities. And so could, could that have been maybe coming out, people move out today? It's possible. But, but look, that limits if, – if, if tech companies can't sell into China, that kind of limits their market. Remember the story about, you know, there's 1.5 million or whatever is 1, 1 billion, 1.5 billion, 1 billion Chinese. This is a, a market. Yeah, the Chinese put people in camps and stuff, and they have no freedoms, but, you know, that we can make so much money. Well, it's starting to look like you might not make so much money. That's a different world. All these multinationals are having to do it. But as I've said on the show, infinite number of times, we've been a huge critic of China for the last 10 years or more, really saying, look, what are we doing with China? What is This is horrible policy. Well, 
Look, the easiest thing in the world for, for, for companies to shut down the factory in Ohio and move, move the plant to China and, and, and make a bunch more money. Well, that's, that, the, the shoe is on the other foot. They've got to move the, the, the plant back to Ohio now. Prices are going up. Margins are going down. So it, it's a different world. But the, but the person in the, in the oil and gas sector that's had to sit there and listen to Larry Fink tell, a, you know, tell their banker that they shouldn't lend them any money because they're in the oil and gas sector – well, those guys have been struggling, but they've got a really good business. Now they're, they're, there's not enough capacity to put much, many more wells in. Oil prices are $100, $105 a barrel. Things are pretty good there. Their margins are going up. The mining companies, their margins are going up. You know, the, the, the farmers, they're looking at some pretty good numbers coming in. So it, it's all – and one thing to keep on – they're going to be spending on equipment. You know, what do you get in the farm? People forget that one of the best – in the United States of America is a farm. It's astonishing to me that people don't understand this. If you sit there and make a bunch of money on the farm, you can go buy a new tractor. Well, you could depreciate the whole tractor in one year. So, so they, they, these farmers, you know, they're going to sit there and they get a little money because they go depreciate. You know, they go buy a bunch of new stuff with it, and so they didn't quote have any income. And and, and so. Uh, but but they tax so there's a big incentive for farmers to spend to spend money because they get a hundred percent deduction so that you know they go spend it they get a big chunk of their money back right away so so so, so certain areas of the economy are going to do well and, and so what you understand is it, it is a different world and, and you've got to navigate through it and that's really what we're, what we're really talking about here and we want you to understand it it's not the sixty forty you know. Uh, 500 index fund, Russell 1000, Russell 2000, and, uh, and, and MFCI uh, XUS foreign fund. It, 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 that, those days are over. You, you know, in the 1970s, he had a decade of underperformance in that sector, to put it mildly. It went nowhere. So, anyway, if you've got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Remember, you can also listen live anywhere in the world by going to AM1070 The Answer, KNTH's website, and also catch our podcasts there. Uh, so, so in our Max Out Savings report, which we just sent out, we, we talked about you know some of these opportunities out there, you know, the, the, the commodities, metals, stable demand, utilities, Interesting, stable in demand and utilities dropped in 73, 74. So this is something we want to watch a little closer because if these rates do go up, it's going to pressure some of, the, some of these companies. You want to watch that, that, that a little closer. Uh, the, we, we write in the report a lot about the food issue. I mean, it's really – I talk about the, uh, the price of, uh, of you know, 18% of, uh, of the – Sunflower oil in the world comes from Russia and uh, the Ukraine. Well, o- o- cooking oil prices are going up. When people don't have much money, cooking oil is one of their big things they use. Now, in Indonesia, they're big producers of palm oil. They, you know, the people cook, use palm oil to cook for everything in Indonesia. Well, Indonesia said, whoa, look at these prices are going up. We can't have our people starving here. So they banned exports of palm oil, cooking oil. So as soon as they did that, that day, the next morning or that day, the uh, in the time zone, uh, on, the, on the U.S. commodities market, the price of soybean oil went up three and a half percent, three three and a half percent. So you can see how these things are kind of cascading around the world as, as, as countries are trying to maneuver to try to get food on the table to try to keep prices low because 
Uh, what is it yeah, if complain in the United States? I mean, we live pretty well in the United States. Food is a very small percentage of our of our uh, expenses. You go to a place like Africa or Egypt or South America, it's a bigger percentage. It really hurts them. They're not making much money, and these costs are very painful. And, 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 and governments fall. I, I said it on the show. The biggest thing that it's It'll cause a revolution or or a coup or a or a or a government to be voted out of office is inflation probably above all else and we're we're running at the hottest inflation in, in 40 years right now so it, which has been made worse by the Russia war I mean basically our sanctions against Russia these sanctions that we put on to take down the, to Russia has turbocharged inflation around the world and, and that that's the concern. So those are some of the, those are some of the things we're looking at this week. A couple other things. We really saw a big interest rates were up uh, eight, eight tenths of a percent, at eight percent to three point one two on the ten year. Interesting. Gold was down about one and a half percent. It's still holding up. The last couple of days, interest rates really shot up, but the gold started going up as well. So a couple of things that are very unique right now. The market had a big sell off. Interest rates still went up on the long end. So interest rates went up and the market went down. That's been very unusual. That's not something we've seen over the last 20 or 30 years. Uh, interest rates shot up. Typically, gold plunges. That didn't happen. Gold appears to be holding in there. The dollars jumped up, and gold is starting to hold up in here, too, which, which again, is showing you uh, some of the things we're dealing with. When the do- as we talked about, the dollar year-to-date is up about uh, – not year-to-date, but from about – last 12 months is up about 15.8%. That, keep in mind, as much as we're complaining about oil prices, if you're in other countries and your currency went down against the dollar 15%, that means your oil price is 15% higher, the just generally. Uh, it, it's it, because oil is priced in dollars. If, you got, if your yen or your euro buys less dollars, then that makes oil prices even more expensive. So this inflation, what we're doing is exporting inflation, and we've seen this big move up in, up in the dollar issue. Yeah, the dollar has really has, has gone up quite a bit this year, and, and so we're, we're still exporting. So again, this inflation is going to be out there. You want, to, but you want to have a high level of cash. But one thing we write in the maximum saving report is to look. We're in a bear market in the tech sector, and the bear market in the tech sector is starting to spread. This is a bear market. In, in a bear market, you have to do things differently. As we said earlier in the show, the world has changed. You have to understand that. We've gone through 30 years of declining interest rates, declining inflation, uh, and, and excess supply, and, and, and just-in-time inventories and everything else. That's all changing. Now we have, instead of just-in-time inventory, we have supply shortages. Instead of declining inflation or deflation, we have 8.5% inflation. Instead of zero Fed funds, we, we're, they're going up. The three quarters now, they're going to take them up to 3%. I don't think they'll get there, by the way, by next year. That's what the expectation. Instead of 0.75% 10-year, we've got 3.5% 10-year. Rates are going up. Rates are going up, and the dollar is going down. That's unusual. Again, the world has changed. We're at war. We're in full-scale economic warfare with Russia. I mean, we have to understand that. I mean, there's people in the administration pushing to bring in U.S. troops, which would be catastrophic. There's, there's no support for that in the United States. 
But but you, you, know, you got to watch what's going to happen. So it's, it's, it's a, so you want to be more cautious. You want to have the defensive team in place so you can kind of protect yourself in this type of environment. And again, higher levels of cash. Most money managers have one or two percent cash, which is absurd. Uh, you know, they're all fully invested in the market. But you know, they're in long bonds. I mean, you know, they're they're on eight, eight, ten. Okay, and so they're long-term bonds. I mean, they're not adjusting. They're, this is a concern. People are not adjusting to the inflation because they think it's going to go back to what it. It's not going to go back to what it was in the last 10, 10 20 years. That we got the inflation is utterly different. This is the biggest inflation since the 1940s. We're at war with Russia. We have a shortage of oil. What we write about this in the Max Savings Report, we've had eight, probably seven years of underinvestment in the oil and gas sector, which culminated in a, in a, in a program, in a plan by, by the, you know, the Davos and Global Economic Forum people to defund oil and gas. Well, that, they, they worked on defunding for the last two years, so it's even worse than normal. So this is all going to take time to work out. At the same time, we're reshoring our, our supplies back to the United States, which is going to cause more inflation. But that creates opportunity for the people building the factories, for the people that have the factories in place, for the people that like Tesla. That, uh, we're not, we don't we're not we don't own Tesla, but it, it they, they plan for it. They got ready. They're selling cars out there. So the people that, that are ahead of this, the people in the right thing, they're making money. You have to understand. It. Anyway, we're in a tough market here. It's it's very difficult. Have a defensive plan in place. Take care and protect your retirement. You worked all your life to build it up. You want to continue to, to keep it that way. But remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to, the, to, uh, to building up wealth. By the way, if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. I'd like to help you out. Uh, and hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.